You're listening to an exclusive soundbite series brought to you by Wired for Wonder, a proud innovation by Combank and The Moment HQ. Prepare yourself as we take you on a mini journey to reignite your curiosity, foster wonderment, and send creativity bustling through your veins. Hello and welcome to the Wide for Wonder and the Moment HQ Soundbite series. I'm your host, Monica Cade. Today we're chatting to Catherine Plano, an international executive coach and creative soul adventurer. Catherine Plano has fully dedicated her entire life to helping others transform their own lives into greatness. She changes lives daily through the international team, career, executive, business, and life coaching, working with both women and teenagers and inspiring as a motivational speaker. So let's get started. Welcome, Catherine. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited. Now, you're obviously very passionate about supporting other people into their greatness. So can you tell me, did this come from a desire to seek out your own greatness in the beginning? It's, it's really interesting. I, I think it started as a, a little girl and my mother used to always say to me that I'm always wanting to help people and from a very young age, I used to be called an angel with clipped wings and I've always had this uh, desire to help people tap into their potential and their, uh, their power and I've always had that drive in me since ever since I can remember it's not like it's just happened but it's and and through that I've gone through some amazing life journeys and uh, and we all have stories I think that the the beauty about going through these amazing journeys um, it's how we respond to them when we come across these obstacles um, and how we react to them is a massive difference to how we then move forward and, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I like to call myself a soul adventurer because I, the first part of my life, right from the age of 16, for many years, I was really into the spiritual world and spiritual life and really seeking that there was more than what, what was in front of me, more than what I can touch and feel. There was so much more greater, but I was so curious and constantly wondered what else is out there. And so I went on this massive journey and um, to the point where, you know, I had to, to, uh, to a point, had to come back down to earth mm. because I was so taken by the, the mystical and the mysteries of this world. Um, and then what I did is I actually, uh, I did have a, a healing center many years ago, about 25 years ago. And I really wanted to help people. And what I found was that the thing that really stuck out for me was that I was not enabling people. I wasn't empowering people. People were becoming very dependent on me, which is not what I wanted to do. So I moved away from all of the healing stuff that I was doing and started getting into the science side of things and neuroscience and brain science and neurolinguistics, which is what I do now. Mm. I really love getting into the brain and the mindset of things. I guess having both of those experiences, I mean, I feel they're so, they work hand in hand because, you know, we are spiritual beings and then, but, you know, we are in this life experience. So we need to understand the way that the brain works. And it is fascinating because there's so much that you can learn about yourself, which can then also change your life. Absolutely. And if I go back 25 years ago, I look at it that if you spoke about energy, everyone looked upon you as like, oh, woo-woo, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're a witch or whatever that may be. And 
um, you know, now you talk about energy and now with neuroscience and quantum physics, I mean, these kind of things are measurable. The thinking, the thoughts are measurable. Uh, wave patterns, everything, energy is, is actually you can measure it. So I think with the new science now, it really kind of backs it all up, whereas maybe 25 years ago that wasn't the case. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And why do you feel that maintaining a curious mind is essential to life? Oh, I think by staying curious keeps you um, moving forward. I think you, you otherwise, if you don't remain, if you don't, if you're not curious, I think you remain stuck almost as if this is the all there is. And I think curiosity drives you forward. It drives you to seeking elsewhere and seeking what else is out there and and experiencing new things and you know diving and learning and you know. All of these things. I think that, you know, by being curious, you become um, an innovator of some kind. You know, I find the more curious I am, the more I tap into stuff that I never knew that existed. Mm. And it's so true, isn't it? Like we, a lot of the time we just take what's been done or what's in front of us and we don't question it. And the more we can actually start to question things and whether it's wrong or right is not, um, it doesn't matter, but it's more about really having an idea of what something means for oneself, you know, rather than taking on what's already been said by someone else. Oh, absolutely. And curiosity could be as simple as, you know, why am I thinking like this? You know, why am I feeling like this? And instead of jumping to conclusion that, you know, and we, we do this, we can fall into an assumption and go, this is happening because of whatever that, whatever story you give it. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of pause and actually become curious and say, and just ask yourself, what else could that mean? Mm. And then what else could that mean? And I probe myself by asking that question, what else could that mean, until I run out of all possible ideas. And that expands your mind in itself. And it takes you away from being stuck into an assumption or a meaning. Mm. That's a very powerful exercise. And I'm sure the listeners can actually just do that because it's so simple. You know, you can do it at any point that you feel like you're stuck or you just need to get out of the space that you're in. Yeah, and I think curiosity is also asking. I'm a why person, so curiosity is like, I wonder why they do it this way, mm. you know. And and it's almost like you're not challenging the status quo, but you by asking the why helps other people to think outside of the, I guess, the norm. Um, so curiosity is such a big word, and it's it's filled with so much energy. And mm. um, you've obviously worked with a lot of different people you know, across the world, have you come across people that are resistant to asking themselves those questions? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the resistance comes from fear, fear of really getting to know themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that, you know, if you have a look at the human brain, the brain, yeah, and we are, we are creatures of habits and the brain loves to you know to be in its comfort zone mm. uh, it likes to have that familiar environment and so when you're talking about uh, creating a change of some way shape or form resistance might kick in yeah. but when it does come up you've got to ask yourself what is this resistance why am I feeling this? To help you understand that it could be something from your mind, something that may have happened a long time ago when you were three or five, that in some way, shape or form plays a part today, but is not relevant to who you want to be or where you want to be. Mm. 
Yeah, it's so powerful and such a profound thing to become aware of. And and I guess what I really liked about what you said was that the resistance is just part of the fear and, and it's also normal. You know, mm. I think a lot of people think, you know, I'm feeling fear, then that can't be right. And mm. But it's part of the process. And if you can accept the fear and it's like then you can move past it. Yeah, and I always say fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's an imagination. It's, 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 it's just something you've fabricated in your mind. It's not real. Unless you have physically experienced that whatever experience, then, you know, you've got a right to fear. So for me, I have a fear of flying, but I have been in an aeroplane where we had to do an emergency landing in 1991. So I know that sometimes when I'm in a plane, and when we're going through those bumpy rides, yeah. um, I, it does take me back to that time. Yeah. So but when I have that resistance or fear, I can actually unpack it and really understand where is this coming from. Mm. So for a listener who might have a similar situation for themselves, similar to your flying, but it could be something else, can you just give us an idea of how you unpack your mind in that way? So what's the process that you might take yourself through? Yeah, so for example, uh, it could be if a fear comes up uh, or a resistance, and I think, what is this, this resistance I'm feeling right now and it comes up, I actually look at it. And so I have this thing that I almost like place my hands out and I'm holding it to, to look at it. And is it, what do I see and what is it? And it could be as simple as, uh, you know, a, a mini me sitting in front of me being scared of, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, Am I good enough? What will people think of me? Uh, all of these things. I remember when I first started public speaking, for example, I used to be so scared of that. And I remember that, and I did lots of, I went overseas to study public speaking, you name it, because I really wanted to conquer this fear. And it wasn't until um, I really unpacked that fear, and it came from when we came to Australia. I was born in France, and I was seven years old when I came here. And at the age of eight, I was in front of a class and of course, because I had a really strong accent and, um, you know, at the time my mum my used to dress my sister and I exactly the same, people used to tease me all the time. So the fear came from way back there because we have, we all have a timeline and, and the fear had came when I, I asked myself, what is the root cause and where did this come from? That was the first thing I saw. I was this eight-year-old little girl in school and talking and all the kids were making fun of me. Mm. So it's not to you actually unpack it and unpack it and have your hands open and see what's, sta what's standing in front of you. And sometimes closing your eyes will help you visualize what's coming through. And you've got to trust what's coming through. Trust that what your unconscious mind is uh, showing you because you've asked yourself the question, where does this come from? That, that, and ask for where is the root cause or what is the root cause of this? And it will show because every time you ask your brain a question, it will present the answer to you. Mm. And sometimes it can take some time, isn't that correct? Like it doesn't necessarily happen immediately. It, you've just got to really be willing and relax your body as well. I, I think so too, and I think it's a it's a level of trust as well, trusting that the stuff that's coming up is the right stuff, not second guessing yourself, not doubting yourself, but backing yourself that this is this is what's coming up, so this must be it. 
Yeah. And it's funny because you could doubt yourself because if it's something that is, you know, from your childhood, you, it's easy for the mind to go, Oh no, that can't be right. Because like, why would I let that affect me now? That's such a silly thing to be concerned about. But yet in that moment in your life that had such a profound impact and it's still playing out. Absolutely. And you think of it, if you have a look at the, you know, just if you have a look at the word uh, doubting yourself, I mean, I, I believe words carry a vibration. And if you have a look at doubt, I think doubt is, it's almost, um, I look at that as like almost a killer word. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a block in, within itself. It doesn't help you move forward. So I think doubt is a block that you need to break through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. And tell me before we finish up, what do you love about Wired for Wonder? Oh, look, what I love about Wife for Wonder is that it's completely different. I love the fact that even just the word wonder, it, I think it, it creates curiosity in itself, the word Wife for Wonder. And I think that I love the way that it's completely new in thinking. Um, and it's very, I think I like the fact that it's interactive. I love the fact that it's, you, you have, you know, keynote speakers, but then you can have these themed workshops where people are actually engaging with the, uh, or have an opportunity to engage with the, the speakers on a one-on-one. It's, it's on a one-on-one basis. And I think that, uh, just from speaking with Sarah as well and understanding and experiencing, uh, what what it's all about. I think that even some of the new technology that's coming through, I think that, you know, why for one, it's just going to keep getting bigger and better and more inspirational. Mm, yes, I agree. And having been, I think, two years in a row, two or three years in a row now, uh, yeah, each year I'm blown away. So can't wait to see what happens in the future. Mm, oh, it's very exciting. Well, thank you for your time. And it was a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for inviting me.